Can tech get your baby to sleep? We'll tell you. Stay tuned. Into Tomorrow is next. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's our 29th year covering consumer tech. 29 years. Holy cow. How do we do that when I'm barely over 30? Right. (laughs) In dog years. (laughs) For the second time? No, that'd be a little much. Almost the third time. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) For the weekend of February 16th, 2024, hope everybody had a terrific Valentine's Day, did you? I had an even more terrific July, uh, July, July, uh, February fifteenth, when the candy was half off. Yeah, (laughs) just what you need. (laughs) Yeah, half off candy. You're supposed to be half off weight. No. Well, then I shouldn't tell you that on you know the thanks or the Valentine's. I just get all my holidays mixed up. That the Valentine's dinner was the heart shaped pizza from Papa John's. Oh my God! (laughs) Did they really come out with a heart shaped pizza? Yeah. Why? (laughs) <laughs> because only for valentine's day yeah and it comes uncut because i guess they didn't want to cut through a heart so we had to cut it ourselves <laughs> <laughs> did they at least give you a pizza cutter with it no so you just maybe just tear it apart maybe then to be a broken heart yeah oh terrible thing well anyway <laughs> we got some tech news and commentary did you get a uh, valentine's heart shaped pizza i missed it darn I would have liked any pizza. I didn't care if it was heart-shaped yeah. or square. or Although there's a problem with square pizza. It's not supposed to be square. It's round pizza in a square box. Exactly. Otherwise, it's just not right. It's un-American. <laughs> it's not American anyway. Didn't the Chinese invent pizza? I don't People know. People think it's it's Italy, but no. I just know the Hawaiian pizza is from Canada. And I... Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but their ham is different than our ham. Well... But I like Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. I like pineapple uh, on I, my I dis, pizza. I disown you. It's a, you've been trying to disown me all your life. It's. I think it's good. Show of hands. Keep one on the wheel if you're driving. How many like pineapple on their pizza? Aha! Look at that. A lot of people. Now, how many have forgotten that this is a technology radio show? Oh, and you're trying to get me back on track? <laughs> yeah. All right. Walmart. Are you ready for this? What I like to call Wally World has entered discussions about buying Vizio. That's according to sources that are telling the Wall Street Journal that it's happening, and the price could exceed $2 billion. Simul Media CEO Dave Morgan says Walmart would get a massive amount of proprietary data from the deal if they were to do that. Now, you wonder, how would they get a massive amount of proprietary data? Because that's Vizio's business. Yes. People think it's televisions, uh-huh. but it's not. not. It's the viewing data of those watching the televisions, and that's what Walmart's after. Yep. If you have a uh, Vizio TV, and it's a smart TV, then they're smart in getting all your information. What do you like to watch? What channels are your favorite? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that, as you said, Chris, is what Walmart is after. They want to know all that info to pitch you on more stuff. Yeah, because Vizio doesn't make any money on their TVs. No. They make all their money on that advertising data. Right. So if you'd like a large screen, good quality TV, yeah, Vizio. Very inexpensive. You might even say cheap. But it's because you, once again, are the product. Yeah. But if you want a TV that doesn't share any of your data, yeah, get an old TV with rabbit ear antennas. <laughs> an old cathode ray tube. Yeah. Do they even sell them? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But wow, can you imagine? Jeez. Yeah. Good luck, Wally World. Yeah. Uh, for over a year, we've heard that a micro LED Apple Watch Ultra is slated to release in 2026. Now, a supply chain report by the Korean version of the Alec says the model could be delayed until 2027 or later. Oh, let me mark my calendar. 
calendar now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, rumors started by predicting Apple was readying this Apple Watch Ultra update for a 2024 release. It was later postponed to 2025, then 2026. <laughs> Hopefully, it could land in 2027. The elect says the biggest obstacle to mass production of the micro-LED Apple Watch is manufacturing costs, including production yield. Interesting. Show of hands, how many care? Ah, see, yeah, not too many. My hand's not up. Ah, mine isn't either. Wow. New solar cells that use a photosynthesis-like process to charge themselves indoors emerged in a number of devices that we saw all around CES, including TV remotes, headsets, keyboards. The thin, bendable cells likely also have a future in smart appliances. And as I mentioned, even your TV remotes. Can you imagine just leaving the remote on the coffee table and the ambient light in the living room would charge the remote? You don't need batteries. So we did see a lot of those prototypes around CES, and we'll see how it develops. But why not? Yeah. Because, for example, we've got security cameras now in my community that are solar-powered, and even at night, because we put them on light poles, so even at night... The light from the light poles, the LED bright lights, are also charging the panels. Not as efficiently as the sun, perhaps, but it's there. So we have plenty for the cameras to run day and night and even on a rainy day. So if they can do that, it doesn't take a whole lot of power for these thin cell things to do their job. Planning a perfect vacation to unfamiliar places can be challenging. I haven't had a vacation in like 100 years. Yeah, I don't even know what vacation is. (laughs) To make things easier, though, Google has just released a generative AI assistant inside Maps. Now users can find locations for what they want to do, where to go, or uh, what to see using simple descriptions instead of keywords. Are you trying to tell me where to go? Yes. I've been trying to tell you where to go for like 46 years. No, that's Uh, not very nice. With the help of generative AI, the maps will behave as full-fledged tour guide. One of the use cases provided by Google shows how you can find a spot using AI. If a user wants to find a vintage store in San Francisco, they can simply ask for, quote, places with a vintage vibe in SF. Google's AI language that, model wait, that are still open and haven't been terrorized and rioted and burned down or otherwise stolen from because you're talking about San Francisco. Right. All right. Uh, Google's uh, AI language model will interpret the queries and offer categorized suggestions complete with photo carousels and review summaries. Wow. Yeah. That sounds interesting. I mm-hmm. might like to even try such a thing, not in lieu of an actual vacation. But until I learn how to spell vacation, that might work in the meantime. Well, I mean, for it to be a true vacation, you have to be, like, vacate from tech as well. Oh, gosh. See, that's, maybe that's the problem. I don't think I could do that. See, it used to be I loved taking cruises because yeah. you couldn't use your phones. I mean, it was so expensive to use a phone on a, on a cruise ship mm-hmm. that you just you put them away for a week or more. And I loved it. But nowadays, even your phones work on you know, I these know. cruise ships. Well, because they give you Wi-Fi and everybody's on it because you got to take pictures of your vacation and post them immediately or it didn't happen. Yeah, well. I don't need it to be on social media. I just need to take a nice vacation off the grid somewhere. Go for it. Good luck. Okay. However, can tech get your baby to sleep? Mm, I don't know. I hope you don't have a baby even. Not that I know of. But as any parent will tell you, and you did have a baby, so you know babies cry a lot. Yeah. In times gone by, the solution was to interrupt your precious sleep, yet again, uh, to go and maybe sing them a lullaby. Is that what happened to Cameron? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, it's 2024 now, which means that tech is here to help. Specifically, Amazon Echo devices, which have a feature now that will detect when your baby cries and automatically play soothing sounds like lullabies to send them back to sleep. And as Tom's guide says, that way, if it isn't serious, which as a parent, you know best, of course, you could just get back to your own vital rest. That would have been great when Cameron was a baby because you know, there was only one thing that got him to like calm down and go to sleep. And it was Patty Page's version of how much is that doggy in the window? Really? So to to have had like an echo device or something when he was a baby that to like automatically detect, right, to detect yeah. the crying sounds and automatically start playing that particular song would have been amazing. Wow. 
Why that song? I don't know. And it was only her version of it. We tried playing other versions yeah. by other people. They didn't work. But Patty Page's How Much Is That Doggy in the Window calmed him down every time. And he's 11, almost 12 now. He'll be yeah. 12 next month. And I wonder if it works now. I don't know. I tried you, playing. Have, you have him this weekend. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> I tried playing it a couple weeks ago on the uh, the Echo in my living room, and he just went and turned the volume all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to hear it. No. <laughs> Maybe it was putting him to sleep. Maybe. He didn't want to miss anything. <laughs> but that's wild. Well, if, if in fact the Echo devices now can detect the baby cry and play lullabies or other soothing sounds, I wonder if you can select anything in particular. Although that's not a lullaby. A lullaby. How much no. is that doggy in the window? <laughs> That's more of a, I don't know, whatever kind of song. Uh, but see, you know, if they had that when I was, you know, a kid, it would be, you know, you having it play a recording of you saying, if you don't stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> you know, that's you know, that's what's different with, you know, today's generation is it's, you know, they didn't get treated like people my generation did. And that's why we're okay. And I was going to say, you're, exactly. <laughs> see, I think I raised you okay. Yeah. Mostly. Gave you something to cry about once in a while? <laughs> Still do. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Every time I open that paycheck. Yeah. Well, that's because we're in radio, <laughs> well, and, yeah. and you know that. I couldn't I couldn't help that. We could do something else, like let's go be coal miners or something. No, yeah, no. no, that's too much work. Yeah. We don't want to do that. What do you think? Let us know at 800-899-INTO. Oh, man, do we have cool prizes that we brought back from Lost Wages and our coverage of CES. We're going to tell you about them coming up soon. Then the phone number works. Or, oh, yeah, you can visit us anytime at intotomorrow.com and click on the Ask Dave microphone on the right-hand side of any device with a browser and a mic. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 10 million people. Without destroying your credit, they can reduce your interest rates, lower your total payments up to 50% to get you out of debt fast. For a free consultation, call Consolidated Credit now. The program works. Call 800-284-4037. 800-284-4037. 800-284-4037. Consolidated Credit Solutions Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Kansas CSO 0019051. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 892. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission License Number DCA3. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Actual interest rates, length of program, and monthly payment reductions will vary by consumer and creditor. Yours could be higher or lower. Not a loan company. We do not lend money. Welcome back into tomorrow for the weekend of February 16th, 2024. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. With a new intuitive dashboard and stat system that now gives podcasters unparalleled insights into their podcast growth. Start your free trial now at blubrry.com. Are you sure? I am sure. Okay. And stay tuned because I'm also sure that we've got a nice chat coming up with Joe Dittmar. He's the retail industry leader with IBM Consulting, talking to us about a new report that shows how generative AI can bridge the consumer expectation gap with unified, integrated shopping experiences. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. So you want to stay tuned for that. By the way, if you would like any of the particular prizes that we brought back from CES, no problem. Promises, no guarantees, but do tell us when you call in, and we'll do our best to get that item to you. And Chris has the list for this week and much more to come. Don't hesitate to participate. We've got from Matthias, USB-C keyboards for your Mac in silver and space gray. Uh, Skosh has sent some of their StrikeLine HH 2-in-1 USB-C lightning cables to charge all of your devices. Uh, Targus provided one of their Ergo Flip mice. These are ergonomic mice designed for use with both left and right hands. Hey everyone, Cameron Graveline here. Remember, call in, win stuff. Thank you. 
And from Heat It, we've got some of their smartphone-powered insect bite healers. That's pretty cool. And and we did interviews, I think, on almost all this stuff at CES. And that's why they were so happy. They said, here, bring this back and share these things with your audience. And if you missed any of those interviews, on video, by the way, so we show you all these products we're talking about, be sure to hit us up at intotomorrow.com because you don't want to miss it. John in Sharon Township, Ohio. Welcome into tomorrow, John. This year, I'm trying to get a better handle on my finances, included our budget as we get closer to retirement. Is there a device out there that can read receipts from the store and convert it to text so that it could be placed in a worksheet? Thank you. I love the show. been listening to it for over 20 years. All right. That's cool. I love long-term listeners. I love short-term listeners, too, but just stay with us. Yeah, he's been listening to the show longer than I have. Well, that's true. <laughs> what? No, I've been listening no, to it all 29 years. I hope so. You've been involved almost all 29 years, too. Yeah. But, John, there are several, but they're usually marketed at businesses. So, unfortunately, they're not very cheap. Both Brother and Epson, for example, have receipt scanners that are really full-page scanners that can be used to scan receipts. You can look at the Brother DS40 or at the Epson Workforce ES50 as a couple of examples. Yeah, Epson also sells the more receipt-centered Epson Rapid Receipt Series. It's still a regular document scanner as well, but it comes with the OCR software to scan the receipts. Uh, Alternatively, you can look at apps that will just scan the receipt from the camera. The catch here is that they're mostly put out by companies that want to handle your receipts, like Neat, QuickBooks, or Expensify. They do a good job, but they don't offer you the ability to just add the values to your own spreadsheet rather than to their systems. Yeah, because they want to capture you and say, you can never leave us because, look, we've got all your stuff. So you got to keep keep an eye on that. But John, let us know what you end up with. And of course, stay tuned because listeners helping other listeners are a bunch of our favorite calls. And I'll bet you we've got folks listening that have had similar experience and can share what they are doing and how it works for them. Christina in Columbia, Missouri. Welcome into tomorrow. How are you? I have been using the sleep pods or sleep buds by Bose. I've had generation one and two. My dog ate generation two. I love them the best, but they don't produce them anymore. So I purchased Soundcore sleeping buds. I was just wondering if you have a suggestion on what you find the best and the most comfortable for a side sleeper. Something that allows me to listen to nature sounds and also has an alarm to wake me up. I have a spouse that snores, and it's horrible. So I do like noise-canceling sleep buds. Thank you so much, Dave. Have a great day. Well, you're welcome, Christina. Boy, I feel for you. Yeah, That's the kind of thing you probably don't want to go in and retrieve after the dog eats Well, I was going to say, (laughs) if the dog ate them, they would have come out. At some point. Yeah, but I don't blame her for not wanting to. You don't want to you put know, them back in your ears after not. that, even if yeah. you rinse them well? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so while Bose is no longer making the purpose-built sleep buds, they still make the quiet comfort earbuds. And some users actually recommend those for sleeping. They're small and flush and seem to work well for some side sleepers. And I'm glad. Welcome to the club. I'm a side sleeper as well. Constantly from one side to the other all night. Can't sleep on my back. Can't sleep at all on my stomach. And you as a CPAPer. Uh, have to sleep only on your back, right? Sometimes I go to one of my sides and then, you know, at least until I wake up with my hip hurting, uh, you know, welcome to old age. Or you've kinked your hose or something. But now, Christina, having said that, they're not made to be worn while sleeping. So while you will normally get great active noise cancellation, like, oh, I don't know, for snoring, uh, it may stop working as expected if they're up against a pillow that happens to be blocking one of the microphones. 
And now your Soundcore earbuds consistently make the list of side sleepers' favorites, and you're benefiting from earbuds that come with active noise canceling and the alarms you want. Now, the other big option you may want to consider are the QuietOn 3.1 sleep earbuds. These are very light. They have fantastic battery life, around 28 hours on a single charge. That's pretty good. Yeah. And they're great at covering up snoring and talking via a combination of different sized tips uh, to create the tightest seal and through active noise canceling. I, I can imagine poor Christina wants to just have a really tight seal when the hubby starts snoring. Yeah. So. Now, the downside of these is that they're not really earbuds in the typical sense. They are exclusively for noise cancellation. Uh, they won't play any music, and they're made to let normal alarms through, but don't come with their own. And at $290, Ooh. they're more expensive than the rest of the earbuds on your list, so you may not be willing to make compromises at that price level. What about a compromise of a new dog? Yeah, or a sleep divorce. I keep hearing this thing about sleep divorces. Sleep these days. divorce? Yeah, couples, they stay married, but they sleep in separate rooms. So they've, oh. they've done a sleep divorce. Oh, jeez. Well, now, given your options and the demise of Bose's sleep buds, you're likely already wearing the best earbuds for your needs, actually. So we hope they're working out. But if they're not, and you're willing to be flexible... There are a couple of other options that we shared with you. And again, we have all of that information in our show notes at intotomorrow.com. And it's all going to be right there for you, Christina. So we wish you well. And I hope you don't have to do a sleep divorce. Yeah. But we'd understand if you did. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you want to sleep with the dog either because he or she will eat your earbuds. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a dilemma. It is. How about, here's another option we didn't mention. Swap out the dog and the husband. Oh. And then you don't need them. That's true. I mean, that's one other option. You know, I don't know if it's the best one. What does our audience think? Some advice for Christina, 800-899-INTO, or just tap that Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. We'll look forward to hearing from you. Oh, and while you're at intotomorrow.com, a little box should pop up, and what do you want to do with that? Put in your email address. Yeah. Why are you saying it like that? Because I'm excited. Oh, okay. Because then what happens if you put in and only your email address? Well, you get a confirmation email, and then once you reply to that or click Check the link in Check your spam that, filter in yes. case. Yeah. Right. Then you're in with our weekly tech newsletter. Oh. Our free weekly tech newsletter. And you do want that. Yeah. This week, for example, we've talked about not only the prizes we have for you and guests and various tech news items. I know. Go figure. There's lots of good hmm, thoughts. And you know what else is interesting? I had a note here to make sure and mentioned it on the show. Now, where's my note? Oh, there it is. We've had an abundance of international folks signing up just in this last week. Denmark, Dubai, Singapore, Paris, and I don't know, others that I didn't have time to, to look at. So people are signing up all over the globe, and we hope you are among them. Get our weekly free tech newsletter. Sign up at intotomorrow.com. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. United We Stand, 1-800-781-6764. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses, from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts. Our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. 
Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Our 29th year now covering the latest in technology. Delighted to have you with us. Even more delighted when you participate on the program. And not just because we always have lots of great goodies that many of our guests and sponsors and other friends of the program send us to share with you, but because your questions, comments, concerns, even your tech rage make the program. So we'd love to hear from you anytime. The old-fashioned way, as some people like to call it, is by phone. If you actually use your phone as a phone, you can call us anytime, 24-7, 800-899-INTO, 1-800-899-4686. Or you can use, and this is the much-preferred method because you sound like you're right here in the studio with us, the free Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your app store download our app and participate that way. You can also hear the 24-7 stream and lots of other info with the free Into Tomorrow app. Or another way that folks have been using is when you visit us at intotomorrow.com, you'll see a red microphone on the right on any device that's got a browser and a microphone, and you can participate that way. Either way, let us hear from you. Of course, you know, we talk a lot about AI. In fact, pretty much constantly on the show the last couple of years, a new report shows how generative AI can bridge the consumer expectation gap with unified, integrated shopping experiences. So as we talk about consumers, that certainly fits right in. The retail industry leader for IBM Consulting is Joe Dittmar. Joe, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? Doing fine, thanks. Uh, tell, tell me a little bit about, first of all, what the retail industry leader for IBM Consulting does generally. Well, the what, what I do is I help retailers um, deliver on consumer expectations. So I help them build new experiences and, in general, conduct more business. So everything from transforming their digital estate to physical stores. So I grew up in retail myself and I, I literally work with all of our retailers from coast to coast and around the world in making retail better. Awesome. And of course, when you mentioned that you work with consumers and new experiences, I think for most consumers, an AI experience is a new experience. Well, what I hope it is, is a trusted experience where they just experience the brand that they trust consistently. Very good point. And it just sort of reinforces that trust then. It, it just personifies the best experience they've ever had and brings the information they're looking for or the answer they're looking for or the information or the product or the faster checkout or the faster service. Ooh, so there is a lot of advantages by all means. What are the actual results of this particular report that I referred to in your intro? So the, the results are that retailers are not living up to consumer expectations mm. and that as retailers we need to do more that that consumers are ready to take on to use more ai as they shop and that they are willing to try more which is new right that that's the new aspect consumers are starting to open up four out of five who have never used um, technology or AI to assist them in shopping are willing to to start to use it for research, for looking for deals, for asking questions, and and leveraging AI to to help them answer those questions, find the product, gather more information that's specific to the question or challenge they're facing personally. Joe, is it, is it fair to say that AI? maybe scares most consumers isn't the right way to put it, but most consumers are thinking, you know, is this something that I that I want to engage in? Is this really going to help me? Or is it another one of those robots taking over <laughs> kind of thing? It, it's very much a situation of the unknown, mm. right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call it a fear. It's just a situation of the unknown. Um, for most consumers, 
they're already interacting with artificial intelligence. And don't even know it. It, <laughs> it helps them every day. Yeah. The simple interface that they connect to when they call their local retailer and they're trying to track a product or track an order is, is AI. It's artificial intelligence and it is the front end of a cognitive call center. And while they still go, go on to talk to an agent, it's helping that call center get them to the best person to service them the fastest versus them having to talk to an agent and then go to another agent and then go to another agent as they get passed on from person to person to person yeah. and have to recall their story over and over and over again. It just takes, it, it helps them expedite getting to their answer faster. And when you use those examples, folks can see how AI does help us as shoppers. It absolutely does. It it helps it helps you find a product faster. It helps you find products in your size, in the colors you like, in the palette that looks good on you faster. It takes out all of the distractions of things that you're not gonna buy. <laughs> it helps you get to what you're looking for. It helps you find the product. It helps it helps the associate find the product you're looking for and the best way to get it to your door the fastest so that you're not waiting 10 extra days for it to ship across the world to get to you. They found the fastest, cheapest way to get it to you. And Joe, I think some people might argue that, well, haven't computers themselves done that all along? So what makes it different that automated intelligence now is is playing such a role when kind of computers have done it anyway, no? Well, computers held the data. Yeah. The difference now is we're teaching the computers decisions, how to make the decisions faster. So it, it really is taking the best customer service person, the best brand agent, and how they go through their day and make a decision that's in the best interest of the consumer. And we're programming that into the virtual agent. And that virtual agent is what AI is. It's a virtual agent. Yeah. It's a virtual worker. True. And of course, when you're talking about making shopping more accessible, certainly less time consuming, I can't imagine any of us as consumers wouldn't like that. So how is it then that AI is making it more accessible and less time consuming? You gave us a couple of great examples. So I'm wondering what retailers are not already using it that they could implement to make it different and better for us. Um one of the ones we show we recently shared at the National Retail Federation was something as simple as taking the contents of your refrigerator and creating a recipe and telling you the minimal products you need to buy at the grocery store and uh -huh. have a dinner for five. <laughs> That's very cool because who would not like that, right? It's like, well, here's what I got, but I have no idea how to use this stuff. Well, there you go, AI to the rescue. Especially with a finicky family of, of eaters. <laughs> yes. Everybody has an opinion. Yeah. And then having it, and then needing diversity so you don't feed them the same thing every day. Yeah. It's where AI comes in. It's thinking, it's able to think through many, 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 many more derivations than a human, than what we were programming into a computer, as you brought up eloquently earlier. <laughs> it's thinking through time series versions of that over and over and over and over again in multitudes more than we've ever programmed. And that's where, that's the difference between simple programming and AI. And in your experience, Joe, and your team, what are you finding that retailers not yet doing along those examples, perhaps, that will absolutely help them help us as consumers? Well, the, the challenge, the ones that are not leveraging AI are running higher general and administrative costs, mm. which is running, driving up their prices and putting pressure on them in in the in business and in, in the industry. And they're going to need to look at that from an operational perspective at a minimum, right? Mm. Before we get to the part where they engage a consumer they need to be looking at this. Um, from a 
engaging the consumer perspective, they will lose market share if they're not providing new experiences. The consumer spoke very loudly in our study that they're unhappy, that they're looking for a greater variety of products in store and they're looking for more information and they're looking for faster checkout. And all of that comes from combining more information, more compute, if you will, more, more intelligence into every aspect of retail, whether it's physical or digital. And of course, if they don't, they are being left behind because they're leaving their consumers behind. And that doesn't bode well for the future of that retailer, for example. Correct. Wow. Where can our audience go for more information? Because this is fascinating and we could talk a lot more about this. Hopefully we'll have a chance to do it again because it's all about us as consumers and how technology, in this case, AI specifically, can make a difference. Absolutely. To pick up more details about the voice of the consumer and what they're saying specifically in long retail, you can pick it up at ibm.com forward slash IBV. Um, But you can also learn more about AI and, and even IBM's story on how we're using AI to improve our efficiencies at IBM.com. Awesome. So IBM.com slash IBV. Of course, we'll get everyone there with one mouse click when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Joe Dittmar, retail industry leader for IBM Consulting. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. Good stuff to know and more to come, no doubt, all the way into tomorrow. We appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Dave. My pleasure. Again, IBM.com slash IBV, and of course, IBM.com in general. Check out how they are helping a lot of folks, and especially businesses these days. I'm Dave Graveline, intotomorrow.com. Stay tuned. Lots more to come right here on Into Tomorrow on the Advanced Media Network. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit humantouch.com. Human Touch. Your best every day. Stream Guys Streaming Media Services is proud to sponsor Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Delivering audio and video to the web since 2000, Stream Guys is the affordable, reliable, and scalable choice for today's demanding media delivery needs. Stream to iPhones, mobile devices, and PCs all from the same platform. Stream in Windows Media, QuickTime, and the ubiquitous Flash using our full-featured, low-cost Wowza Flash servers. Increase your ROI with our subscription system and pre-roll ad services and turn your content into cash. Stream Guys, offering professional streaming media services for the smartest businesses on the internet. Learn more at www.streamguys.com. So Chris can go home and enjoy yet another heart-shaped pizza. Are they still selling them, or was it just Valentine's Day? I don't know, but I'll find out. Uh, There you go. (laughs) We're back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. I shall do that post-haste. Edison gives us a new way to hear music. How about a camera that gives us instant pictures? And the first American flies in space. It all happened this week in tech history. Brought to you by IFA. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. 
time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, history, history. Here's Chris. History, history. This week in 1878, Thomas Edison, famed inventor and subject of more This Week in Tech histories than any other human being. Really? Yeah. Patented a music player at his laboratory in Menlo Park, New Jersey. Hello, Moto. The music device is the one we know now as the phonograph. Wow. Originally, Edison had set out to invent a telegraph repeater, but instead came up with the phonograph, or as he called it, the speaking machine. See you later. In 1947 this week, Edwin Land demonstrated a nifty new gadget to the Optical Society of America in New York City. It was the first camera to take, develop, and print a picture on photo paper, in black and white back then, all in about a minute. He called his invention the Polaroid Land Camera. It became an instant success. Great googly moogly. I see what you did there with yeah. the instant success. And you know, you're not supposed to shake your Polaroid picture. Uh-huh. Uh, I just wanted to make sure you knew that. Yeah. In 1962, this week, while aboard Friendship 7, John Glenn became the first American to orbit the Earth, making three orbits in four hours and 55 minutes. All systems are functioning within normal parameters. Piloted by astronaut John Glenn and operated by NASA as part of Project Mercury, this was the fifth human spaceflight preceded by two Soviet orbital flights and two American suborbital flights. And this week in 1965, the Ranger 8 space probe crashed into the moon after a successful mission of obtaining the first close-up images of the lunar surface. Stimpy! These pictures were used for scientific study as well as helping to select landing sites for the Apollo program astronauts. Oh, my. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History brought to you by IFA in Berlin. See tomorrow's Tech Today at IFA. Visit ifa-berlin.com. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, we get it. Jeez, we can't miss you if you don't go. Not you. Oh. The genie who was saying all of that. Right. Or something like that. Are you a Nintendo fan? Not really. Oh. Well, those that are, Nintendo Switch 2 will reportedly have digital and physical backward compatibility, plus enhanced older games. Games Radar reports that developers can also supposedly enhance games released on the OG Nintendo Switch to take advantage of Switch 2's extra processing power. That sounds cool. I'm not a gamer, but I think that would be very cool. That lines up with previous reports that Nintendo was showing a souped-up version of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild running on the new hardware. So there you go. If you're into Nintendo, you got something extra to look forward to. Google Maps on Android is borrowing a handy feature from the iOS version of the app. The latest update to the Android app will now allow you to see the weather while in Maps. First spotted by 9to5Google, Google Maps on Android has added a small rectangular box in the left-hand corner of the screen, just under the search bar. The box in question contains the temperature, weather conditions, and air quality index, or AQI. Uh, Just like with the iOS version, these values will change as you look at different parts of the map. The widget will also disappear once anything is selected. Parental guidance is suggested. Well, I don't think you need parental guidance for that. It sounds cool. It's just the weather. But it's, it's, it's just funny that it's a Google app on a Google phone, and they had to borrow it from the iOS version of their app. That doesn't surprise me at all, <laughs> because iOS, the Apple folks borrow stuff from Android all the time, yeah. too. But you would think that Google would have made a, a, a feature for their own app on their own phones on their own phones first. One would have thought so. What do you think? 800-899-INTO. We'd love to hear from you. Let us send you some of these cool prizes that we brought back from CES. When you participate on the show, now's your chance. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, then you need to call us right now. Debt Fix Pros can significantly reduce the amount you owe, and you could be debt-free faster than you think. I knew we had to do something. Our debt was growing. It was getting out of control, and we just didn't know what to do. We saw an ad for Debt Fix Pros. We called, and they showed us how fast they could get us out of debt. Call 800-781-6764. That's 800-781-6764. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you, too. 
Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Okay. And don't forget, you can hear Into Tomorrow 24-7 on our website and in our free app. We stream the last several weeks of Into Tomorrow nonstop with the help of our friends at StreamGuys.com. One of the things that amazed me, whilst we were away covering CES for four weeks, the last four weeks, hope you didn't miss any of it. If you did, we got video of it all at intotomorrow.com, is how many new people signed up for our free once-a-week tech newsletter. We had folks from the following places that subscribed, and, and, and then some. But, for example, Hollywood, Florida, Las Vegas, Tijuana, Mexico, Miramar, Florida, Denmark, Ogden, Utah, Brussels, Belgium, San Diego, California. They're all over the place, and we weren't even promoting it because we were too busy doing interviews and covering CES. So if you don't subscribe, please do. All you have to do is visit us at intotomorrow.com. Put your email address only in the little box that pops up. And we don't spam you. We don't share your email with anyone. And once a week, you'll get the Into Tomorrow Tech Newsletter. So sign up. And we randomly pull some of our subscribers, new and older subscribers, to win prizes, too. Just because you subscribe to the Tech Newsletter. Boy, have we got a bunch of goodies this week that we're giving away. Check the Tech Newsletter for the goodies, too. Yeah. Samsung hasn't issued a launch date yet for the Galaxy Fit 3, but that hasn't stopped the company from prematurely listing the fitness tracker online. Oh, just as a tease. <laughs> yeah. The leaks aren't stopping here, as the Galaxy Fit 3's manual has now appeared online. Oh, jeez. The Galaxy Fit 3's manual was posted online and spotted by Sam Mobile, and it reiterates plenty of information seen in the official uh, listing that has been pulled. Uh, we see the rectangular watch face, uh, a look at the uh, buttons and sensors, including the barometer and optical heart rate sensor as well as the quick-release mechanism for straps. We also got a look at various screenshots showing off facets like the notification panel, app screen and lock screen, and the quick panel. Otherwise, the manual details features like your daily activity, call and text integration, stress tracking, cycle monitoring, heart rate tracking, sleep tracking, blood oxygen monitoring, snore detection with a paired phone, remote shutter functionality, and more. And you tracking. Yeah. Uh, all the tracking is uh -huh. there. Holy cow. Digital subscribers get between $75 and $100 a month from 40% of Generation Z, the most of any age group. An Amdocs survey found that out. Gen Z wants more options for viewing on different devices and cross-device syndication than any other generation. 80% would either tolerate ads for cheaper subscriptions or are undecided. Wow. Gen Z. These darn kids. I'm telling you, these kids these days. <laughs> what do you think? Join us where? At intotomorrow.com. Joe in Berkeley, Michigan. I didn't know there was a Berkeley, Michigan. Well, there is. There, apparently there is, because <laughs> Joe's calling from there. We welcome you into tomorrow. Hey, Joe. I have an old Windows 10 computer, and uh, it cannot be updated because the system board can't handle it. So I've got an, another one, which is uh, a, the newest version of Windows 11, and I want to plug the hard drive into it. So I bought a dock station, put the hard drive in, plugged in the USB port, and I find that uh, it cannot read all of the information. Is there a way I can boot to it? Or how do I pull up the information from Windows 10 so I can pull all my files up and still use them? Thanks for all your help, guys. I hope I get a great answer from you. I hope you do, too. <laughs> that, that would be our plan. But, Joe, if you can't access certain folders or files, you may have to reclaim ownership of them under the user on the new computer, since they're probably still owned, if you will, by the user on the old machine. Now, to do that, you'd right-click on the folder, go to Properties, and then Advanced. Within Advanced, you should be able to click on a Change button next to the current owner. Now, make sure you check the box that says Replace Owner on Subcontainers and Objects, and then Apply. And after that, just go back to the Properties. Under the Security tab, click on Edit, then Add, 
and enter users into the box. Click OK, and then click on Full Control and click OK again. Now that should allow the users on the new computer to access your files. Um, now if that fails, you can always put the drive back into the old computer, boot from it, and then just copy the files over your network. It will take a little longer, but it should be easy. Yeah. Now, Joe, I hope that helps you and others listening that have experienced a similar issue. Yeah, and if you're freaking out, thinking, oh my God, I didn't catch all that, just stop by our website, intotomorrow.com, because we've got all this in the show notes, so you'll be able to just go back through these procedures. Show notes are there for you, so you can just follow step-by-step, step, Joe, and anyone else with a similar perhaps situation. Joe in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Welcome into tomorrow and thanks for calling. I have an old home-built computer with a creative sound card in it. The card kept diverting from entertainment mode to game mode every time I rebooted the computer. Hmm. And it was having a problem too with other things. So I took it out. Now I can't get motherboard audio, even though the audio is set to 100% and the device still shows up in the computer as the uh, high-definition motherboard audio. I don't know what happened. How can I get the audio from my motherboard now that I removed the sound card? Thank you very much. You guys do a great job on the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Well, thank you, Joe. And now that with that compliment, I hope we can answer his question well. Yeah, and I will have a great weekend now that he told me to. There you go. You yeah. weren't planning on it. I wasn't planning on it, but now I am. Now you will. Yes. All right. Well, Joe, it's a little hard to answer without knowing a little more, of course, about the sound card and the operating system you're running, for that matter. But generally speaking, there are a few things to check. First, are the drivers correctly installed? If you go into your system settings, do you see anything like red arrows or similar error messages on your sound devices? And of course, if you do, you might need to update your drivers. Now, that seems silly considering this card is part of your motherboard, but if it was expected to work with an external one, there may be a second set of drivers needed. Now, are you using the right ports? It's another thing to look at. The motherboard may have multiple audio ports. If you see a waveform or a level indicator moving and there's no sound, you may simply be plugged into the wrong output. Oh, that's true. And I've, that's frequently a common occurrence. I have done that for years because I can never keep track of the, the blue and the green and the red and <laughs> one's input, one's output. and you know. Ah, so you've got to watch those little meters. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you can tell us more about the operating system and motherboard you're using, we can probably dig in a little bit more and give you some more specific info about your case in particular. So do let us know and we'll jump right back on it. Join us, won't you, and visit us at intotomorrow.com. You can click on that Ask Dave microphone on the right side and join us anytime. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Stream Guys. Stream Guys is a leading provider of quality streaming media services. Whether you're an independent broadcaster or a large corporation, Stream Guys is your best choice for managed live or on-demand video or audio streaming, dedicated server products, turnkey subscription services, podcasting, and much, much more. Stream Guys, affordable, reliable, scalable. Since 2000, StreamGuys has been providing quality streaming media services for the smartest businesses on the internet. StreamGuys.com.